and on SoundCloud. Thank you for tuning in on our podcast at Word of the Ranch. We welcome you guys as well. Thank you for tuning in this week. Bless y'all. Thank you, Arthur. Beautiful. I was give a hand clap for Arthur. Woo! Thank you, Arthur. Bless you. Amen, amen. Good morning online. Thank you for tuning in for our seventh anniversary message. We welcome you all around the world. We love you guys. Be being blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God so rich? Our communion's coming around. Samuel's coming around. Just grab a piece of his flesh and eat it. Just kidding. <laughs> it's as soft as dough. Jesus is himself. He said, if you don't eat of me, you have no part. We won't sacrifice him yet. Praise God forever. We have some special guests in the house today. We have Arthur's family here. His mom, April, his dad, Art, and his grandma, Loretta, are right here. If we can give them a hand clap. Thanks for coming out today. We welcome you guys. Bless you guys. Thank you. Amen. We're celebrating seven years here. Praise God. You know, for three years, we, we believed for no rain. Every We were having Saturday services because we didn't have this covering. It was just an open deck. So every Saturday, I had to activate my faith for no rain. And then when we built this, uh, I didn't have to use my faith for that anymore, so it started raining. So praise God. I was praying for cool weather today. Uh, the last two Sundays were hot, right? Yeah. So just on side of suffering is your promised land. Amen. <laughs> we suffered the last two services, and everyone gets to reap the benefits of it today. Amen. Praise <laughs> God forever. For your light and momentary afflictions are but for a moment. Amen. On the other side of every test is glory. So praise God. Every one of your tests will turn into a testimony. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. So welcome, you guys. We love you all. And let's pray together, shall we? Thank you for the agreement and the corporate anointing, Father, the agreement of faith and prayer today that's in this place. I thank you that faith arises in this place, that you have placed faith in every believer here today, and it's active and alive, believing for more from heaven upon this earth as you taught us to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. I thank you, Lord, for a fresh word in season where two or three are gathered. You're right here in our midst. Lord Jesus, feel free to minister to anyone who needs a touch and a word this morning. I thank you, Holy Ghost, for ministering freely in this place. We welcome you in. Thank you, Comforter, Teacher, Leader of the Church, Inspire of the Word of the Living God. We give you all the glory and all the praises. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Well, I thought it'd be fitting to teach on faith today, since that's the reason we're still here after seven years, is because of faith. That's the reason we got started, was because of faith. That's the reason we're healthy, wealthy, and wise, is because of faith. And that's the reason we're still going seven years, is because of faith. And faith is an important subject. Jesus taught more on faith than any other subject. So it's a good subject to grasp, because the Bible says four times, we the just live by faith. By faith. So you are living by what you are believing right now. Amen? Praise God. So there, if you're taking notes today, or if you have your Bibles, your cell phones, or pads, just wave them and make the devil mad. Amen? Say, this is my Bible. I can have what it says I can have, and I can do what it says I can do. Say with me, I am a blessing going somewhere to happen. Amen forever. Hallelujah. So the just shall live by faith is written four times in your Bible. It started in Habakkuk 2.4, and then Paul made reference of it three times. And he's the same one who said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So here we have four accounts that the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, and Galatians 3.11, and Hebrews 10.38 all say the same thing. The just shall live by faith. So faith is an important subject to God, we see. Amen. And let's, uh, Romans 10, 8, if you want to follow along or just write these down. Just some words on faith here. Romans 10, 8 says this. This is the word of faith which we preach. Paul himself and his company, Barnabas, Timothy, all his, all his company, 
we're word of faith preachers. And I don't trust any preacher that's not a word of faith preacher anymore. <laughs> because they live by what they say and they live by the word of God. Amen. And I've met a lot of different ministers. And the ones I trust are still word of faith preachers. They're going 40, 50 plus years still. You know, you got to have the word to run that long. Amen. If you ain't got the word, you're going to fail. <laughs> and we've seen so many churches collapse in the last two years, haven't we? If you leave the word, you, ain't, you left the faith. But the Bible does promise in the last days, many will depart from the faith. doesn't say from Christianity. doesn't even say from the church. It says many will depart from the faith. They'll just stop believing. But faith is an important subject. And he who endures to the end, Jesus said, will be saved. That word saved is so-so. Saved in every area of your life. Relationally, physically, financially. In your body, in your health, in your marriages, in your business. You know, while the world goes under, the church gets brighter and brighter. Psalm says that the steps of the righteous get brighter and brighter until the end. Amen. So your best days are ahead of you no matter what this world, no matter what this economy does. Your brightest days are still ahead of you according to the word of the living God. Amen. Doesn't that get you excited today? <laughs> Hallelujah. Again, you're a blessing going somewhere to happen. When the world goes under, you go over. Amen. Jesus is in your boat. Amen. You know, he just walked upon the storms. You can now too. He just walked upon the water and the wind and the waves. You can now too. He's in your ship. Jesus is in my boat. Say, Jesus is in my boat. And he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> He's with me today, yesterday, and forever. And he never changes. I can count on him to do the same thing he did yesterday. If I had a breakthrough, if I had a healing in my body, which I did, a year and a half chronic illness, my body weight went down to 150 pounds. I'm 230. I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. But um, <laughs> he healed my body, amen? He rose me up from gastrointestinal issues. He healed me. And the Bible says he's no respecter of persons. If he healed little old me, he can heal little old you, amen? Praise God forever. And all he needs is your faith. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So I went cover to cover in my Bible and found all the healing scriptures and wrote them out in a little tiny book I carried with me and repeated daily till my, God, my body got blessed and lined up with the Word of the living God. And here I am today. God showed off. Amen? It's all because of Jesus, the Messiah, the healer. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He's our physician. Kids have never been to the doctor. He's our physician in our house. Amen. We've never sought alone. He's our provider. He's the provider of our house. We've never gone a day without since we started living by faith over seven years ago. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I don't get headaches. Rebuke those. Amen. I'm sure you've had many opportunities to take them. Just don't take them. <laughs> get rid of them. Amen. Kenneth Hagin. You all know Kenneth Hagin? He went over 55 years without a headache. He said three times in the course of 55 years, a headache tried to come on him. He just slapped his face and said, get. And he left. You don't have to tolerate those things. You know, Judges says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So don't let those little foxes spoil you. You get rid of them. Handle the devil. Amen. Get rid of them. Cast them down. He's under your feet. He's a fallen servant. Originally created to serve you. Tell them, get. You do what I say to do, devil. You're under my feet. I'm in charge here. Amen. You're the one with the body. You're the one with authority. Amen. God don't have authority on the earth. You do. Let that thing in. That's scripture. Amen. You do. We're the body of Christ. We're the ones with the authority on earth. He's the head up there making the shots, calling the shots. Commander in chief, savior of the body. But we're the body. And we're on the earth. What we say goes. See, you're all prophets, speaking, prophesying truth into this atmosphere, changing things. Gas prices came down. They came down. Amen. And we keep calling them down. Amen. Praise God forever. Keep speaking what you want, not what you have. This is how faith functions. When it was dark in Genesis 1-1 and great darkness was upon the face of the deep, God didn't show up on the scene and say, wow, it sure is dark out here. <laughs> in the original Jewish text, it said, God said, light be. He commanded it with what? 
is faith. See, faith will always speak. That's why the devil is after your tongue. Because faith speaks and faith changes things. He said, light be, light was. And then Genesis gives us ten accounts of God speaking by his faith and things created. Things happening through saying. And that's the same way it works for us. We could call this message the basics of faith. Because there's many new Christians who've never lived by faith. But this is the word of faith which Paul <coughs> preached. And he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So it's good to know the word on faith. Yes, Amen? Sir. Yes, sir. The word of faith will set you free. If you need healing in your body, have faith in God. What about my marriage? What about my future? What about my kids? The answer is always, have faith in God. People are going to know you by your faith. They're going to know you were a believer, not just a Christian. There's a difference between Christian and believer. I hope we're all believers in the house. Yeah, we're all Christians. We're all saved. Christ in us. But are we believers? The just shall live by faith. You're the just. You've been justified and made righteous through the shed blood of Jesus. It's forever done. That's why he said over 2,000 years ago, on the cross, it is finished. I shed my blood. I removed your sins as far as the east is from the west. You're cleansed. You're healed. You're healthy. You're whole. Now go do my work. Advance. Take ground. Occupy till I come. Stay here in my stead. I'm going away, but I'm sending the comforter. And when he comes, he'll put you in remembrance of everything I told you. Isn't it great to have the healer, the comforter in you? Yes. Isn't it great to have the Holy Spirit in you who reminds you of all truth when you need it? When the circumstances are tough, he's there with the word, the right word at the right time. Sweet as honeycomb that sets you free in your situation. See, it's just one word from heaven that can change your circumstance in life forever. Just one. That's why the wisest, richest man, King Solomon, said, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. We remind all of that every day, our youngest one, our third now. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. He's always speaking. God can speak a new word to you every second and never repeat the same word twice from here throughout eternity. That's how big he is. He's always speaking to you. That's why he sent Jesus to commune with you. To gain you back into fellowship with himself. This is a relationship. Amen. Faith wavers when you waver from your fellowship with him. We just get right back close to him. Faith comes through the word. This is the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. If I want to meet with Jesus. If I want to get closer with Jesus. I just have to open my Bible. He walks amongst the pages. And I find my word where he's living for that day, that occasion. This is the word of the day for me. And he's faithful to give it to me. And I last because of it. You triumph each day because of the words he brings you. Praise God for the Holy Ghost. He ain't in heaven. The Holy Ghost is here on earth with us. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Spirit? See, Father's in heaven, the Son's in heaven, but the Holy Spirit's here with us. So get to know the Holy Spirit. He's part of the Godhead, part of the Trinity, and He's the one here. Amen? He's here right now. And the Bible calls Him a hymn. He's a perfect gentleman. He'll never force Himself in on anyone. You have to welcome Him in. If you desire to pray in tongues, you shall ask and you shall receive the Bible says. Your heavenly prayer language, having the Holy Spirit pray through you the perfect will of God as your spirit prays. Amen forever. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than y'all. And he said, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. I think there's a link there, don't you? I think there's a correlation through, from spiritual understanding from praying in tongues, don't you? The more I pray in tongues, the more I see. The more I pray in tongues, the more I understand what is written. And he leads me into all truth. This isn't fact. This is truth. Amen. Praise God forever. COVID was a fact, but truth, comfort, triumph, and thunked out facts. Amen. This will purge COVID from your body. This will purge COVID from the earth. Truth will. That by his stripes you were healed. And he himself took your infirmities, pains, and bore your sicknesses and diseases. Once that sinks into your flesh your mind, your will, your emotions, 
you saturate yourself in the word of the living God, your spirit, you will be healed. This is what created everything. It's the word that becomes flesh and dwells among us. Amen. How do I saturate myself with the word? I meditate it. I murmur it, that word meditate means. You speak it until it goes from your head to your heart. And you sow it into your fertile soil, your spirit. And then it comes out through your spirit and changes your mind. And changes your body. By his stripes I was healed. By his stripes you were healed. Wasn't that a great service last Sunday with Pastor Art? How he just marinated us and saturated us with the word on healing. Did anybody receive healing during that? I know I did. You could sense his presence. You could sense the healing anointing come in. See, the Holy Spirit and God is always where His Word is. So if you want God on your job, just take the Word there. Amen. If you want God in your house, just take the Word there. Speak the Word. Amen forever. It's just that simple. We're really just sowers of seed. We just sow the Word everywhere we go. And change earth with heaven. Because He's coming back for a glorious church. Amen. That means all of us are seed sowers changing this earth with heaven's words. The Word works. The Word will work for you. Amen? If you'll work the Word, it'll work for you. Amen? Praise God forever. So Paul said, this is the word of faith which we preach. And Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Did anyone have a potato last week? Are you still living off the nourishment of that potato? No. See, you need food each day for your body, right? So you need the Word each day for your spirit and your mind. And your flesh. It's the only substance on earth that can feed all three parts of you. Spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you're housed in a body. Your body can't live without you. But you'll live without your body. Your spirit being. Jesus had to learn to become a man. We have to learn to become spirit. Amen. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. Matthew 9, 29, words in red wind, this is Jesus. He said, be it done unto you, say me, according to your faith. And Paul said in Romans, God has distributed the measure of faith to each one who believes. The moment you receive Christ, God placed the measure of faith in you. It's his measure. Everyone got the same measure. Otherwise, he'd be a respecter of persons. Now it's up to us to occupy and use our faith and grow our faith. Why can some people believe for a million dollars easily and some are still believing for ten? Well, they just exercise their faith at ten to get to a million. They've just exercised their faith more. They've just believed for more. So keep believing because Jesus says, when the Son of Man returns to the earth, will he find faith? So he's always looking for faith. He's always looking for believers in faith. That's Second Chronicles. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth, searching for those to whom He can prove Himself strong to. So it seems like the link there is faith for God proving Himself strong to. You will have what you expect. If you expect to be sick tomorrow, guess what? The devil will accommodate you and meet you there. <laughs> if you expect to reign as a king in this life, God will meet you in your tomorrow, and you'll reign as a king in this life. If you're expecting a house, a new car, a breakthrough in your finances, God will meet you there. He's faithful to show up in your time of need. He's an ever-present help in time of need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. My God richly provides our every need according to his riches and glory. See, God and Jesus will manifest themselves in every point of need that you encounter. He's your need meter. Whenever you have a need, I thank God that's another opportunity for me to meet Jesus there. He'll meet you in your point of need. He's your supplier. I just wait on him till it comes. Sometimes he's late. No, according to him, he's always on time. <laughs> Maybe you're just early. <laughs> he's time himself. So we just wait on him. And he's faithful to show up. Amen. Isn't he? Isn't he faithful? He always shows up. I've never had a need unmet Amen. since I've known him. Amen. And most of our desires get met. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and it will be established for you. So what you say you have, 
I've said it so many times. If I say, Larissa, I'm going to the store. My body and mind line up and drive me to the store. <laughs> it's like I can't control it. See, words are controlling your mind. Words are controlling your body. What words have gone over your flesh? What words have gone over your mind? What have you saturated yourself with? Words of CNN or words of life in Jesus? If you watch CNN and take in CNN, you'll live like CNN does. If you watch Fox News long enough, you'll buy every prescription on earth. But words of life win. What frequency are you in, tuned into? What channel are you tuned into every day? These are words of life. These change everything. They created everything. They'll change everything. They've established everything. They uphold everything. This is the word of the living God in which we live. A house not built on this will fall and crumble. The sinner's wealth is just for a moment. If it ain't built on the word, it's going away. And praise God, it's coming into our possession. That's scripture. <laughs> Proverbs 13, 22, the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. They're on a slippery slope. Here one minute, it's on the next. Joe Biden. Here one minute, gone the next. You can't oppose the church for long and get away with it. Touch not my anointed is a serious word. Those who touch you for harm, they got it coming. I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. Yeah, but God, you take too long. <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> no, he's long-suffering and so are we. Amen forever. We can endure in love till the end. And our faith worketh by love. If your faith ain't working, check up on your love walk. Your faith works by love. Amen. We're all here because of love. He prospered me because he loved me. He healed me because he loved me. He created me to love me. You're here because of love himself. Love never fails. Whenever you choose that high path, you win, according to God. That's up to you to choose. You have free will. Now, you can be miserable in unforgiveness and unbelief, or live victorious and satisfied in faith and love. Faith worketh by love. Amen? So that is our foundation of faith, is love himself. Praise God forever. But Jesus said, Be it done unto you according to your faith. So you have this faith. 1 John 5, 4 says, This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Our faith is the victory that overcomes. Hebrews 11, 1, Faith is the substance tangible it's substance it's what creates everything the substance of things hoped for the evidence the proof of things not seen have you ever seen Jesus <laughs> but you know him faith is the substance of things hoped for the proof of things not yet seen have you ever seen heaven show of hands who knows they're going there faith is the substance of things hoped for the proof and evidence of things not yet seen. So you only need faith for what you don't have. Amen? If you need a new car, you need to focus your faith on a new car. Amen? And don't stop till you get that new car, because that's what you need, right? And he meets your every need. Amen? Faith comes by hearing. So what's so important about faith? Well, there's six things right here, if you want to write them down. If you're taking notes. Or just go back and re-listen uh, to this message like I do. <laughs> I try to get the word back in me after it comes out of me. Amen? Yeah, I watch our own messages. So what? Don't judge. <laughs> Amen. I need a haircut. I need to change those clothes. I wore that last week. What the heck? <laughs> you know, you got to... Excellence, you know, you got to... Anyway. You got to grow. <laughs> Amen? So what's so important about faith? Six things. Well, the Bible says you can't be saved without faith. Amen. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through what? Amen. Through faith. And not not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Faith's the gift of God to you. It's a precious gift. He intends you to use it. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 
You can't live for God without it. Number two, well, the Bible says in Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38, we the just live by faith. You can't live the Christian walk without it. For 2 Corinthians 5.7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. The world walks by faith. I'm sorry, by sight. That's why I don't listen to them. Right? We got no business listening to the world who don't have faith. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going on. I will admit on record, Dr. Fauci is a false prophet. Amen. The false prophets aren't in the church. Amen. They're out there. Amen. <laughs> we walk by faith, not by sight. So I don't listen to anyone who walks by sight. Because we walk by faith. Amen. Faith will show you your future. Faith will show you your reality, not the world. The news media don't know you, and most of them don't know your God either. Amen forever. I'm reminded of a story with Jerry Savelle, uh, one of our spiritual fathers in the faith, been going over 50 years. Our chariot of light motorcycle outreaches through him and his ministry. But his uh, younger daughter, Terry, her fingertips was shoved under a rocker, and it fell off. Tip, fell off. The fingernail and everything severed from her, from her hand. And they, he was in a Kenneth Copeland meeting at the time. Kenneth Copeland prayed over it, laid hands on it during that meeting, and the bleeding stopped immediately, he says. Then he took it to a doctor, the appendage, wrapped it up in a cloth, and brought it to a doctor, and he noticed when he walked into that doctor's office, there was a Buddha statue there. And he said, I can't do anything for your daughter, and threw that fingertip in the trash, and said, all I can do is take a skin graft from her hip, and try to replace that, but she'll never have another fingertip. That's all I can do. And he said, no, my God will grow his, her fingertip back. And his wife, Carolyn, were in agreement. Oh, yeah. And they're all in agreement. She wants a, a finger, right? Yeah. Their little baby. Yeah, oh, that finger will grow back. That'll be renewed. Amen. And they prayed over that thing. And they came back and wiped it, uh, wrapped it up. They came back later to that doctor, and he took off that bandage. And said, my God. And Jerry said, no, my God. <laughs> my God. He said, I can't believe it. That fingertip grew back good as new. And now she has it to this day. Preaching all over the world. Amen forever. My God. You can't listen to the world. They don't know your God. You should know your God. And what he's capable of. This is how I know him. This is who he is. I get to know him through his word. It's who he is. A Christian who's out of the word doesn't know the Father. He who abides in me abides in my word and abides in the Father. You can't abide in Christ or the Father without the word of the living God. It's who he is. He manifested himself to us through his word. Amen. The other reason why faith is important is you can't please God without it. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Why is faith so important? Without it, we cannot please God. So He already gave us the gift to please Him with. We just have to unwrap it and use it. Again, when the Son of Man returns, will He find faith on the earth? He's looking for faith-filled believers who use their faith. What about all those stories in the Middle East? Christians, the faithful ones who use their faith in the midst of test, trial, and tribulation, gunmen, ISIS, and lived and preserved their households. They don't show that on the news, do they? But I hear those testimonies. Who used the word of the living God, the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, and saved their families' lives, speaking to gunmen face to face, pointing at them in the name of Jesus. You will not pass here. This is God's house. What about those people in the 9-11 attacks in the Twin Towers who just didn't show up to work that day because of God in them? Amen. We have a covenant. You can't die until you say so. Amen. Devil can't kill you. You're redeemed. It's actually us who won't be killing him. We're the one in agreement, the church, with Christ. And all his angels of heaven are casting him into the lake of fire forever. Be gone.
And he'll create a new heaven and a new earth without an adversary in which dwells righteousness, never tainted from Satan and sin. Paradise. <laughs> what hope we have. As the world goes under, we go over. What joy we have. The Bible says, always be ready to give an account of the joy and the hope that lies within me. Always ready. Why are you so happy? Jesus. Just Jesus. Why are you so healthy? Jesus. Just Jesus. Why are you prospering when the world's going under? Jesus. Just Jesus. Do you want him? <laughs> Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. That's as easy as it gets to pull someone from the grips of hell into heaven. Just one prayer that takes less than a minute. The wisest, richest man, King Solomon, said it's wise to win souls. You reap inheritance here on earth and in heaven. Soul winners always prosper. Billy Graham lived a great life. Jesse DePlantis lives a great life. Evangelists. Oral Roberts lived a great life. Men who made it their aim and focus to win the loss at all costs. Terry Mize lived a great life. These men have dedicated their life to the lives of the lost. Pulling them out of hell into heaven where you now sit. Because someone saved you. Someone gave you the word. Someone sowed a seed into your life. And it grew and blossomed. And you got born again. From an incorruptible seed. The word of the living God planted in you. You heard that from someone at some time. That's why you're here this morning. Others can be here too, by one word, sown into their heart at the right moment, the right time. It's that easy. I love bringing Catholics into the kingdom because it's really easy. <laughs> I always say the same thing. <laughs> I've met a lot of them. <laughs> We're Italian. If you're Hispanic or Italian, you've been Catholic at least once. <laughs> I say, have you ever said the prayer of salvation in the Catholic Church? And they always say, no, I don't believe I have. And they can say, hey, I'm very full of grace. They can quote those, but they say, no, I don't believe I have. Well, say this with me. Heavenly Father, they know the Father. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus. They know Jesus. Jesus died for me and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. And the greatest miracle takes place in that moment. From darkness into light. From damnation into salvation. From dying to living forever in less than a minute. That's how easy it is. Just say this with me. And Jesus said, the harvest is ripe. Just pray the Lord that he sends out laborers into this harvest. It only takes one word sometimes. We were ministering at, Christ at Christmas at Mission Bay Hill Mall. Just going around street evangelism. Getting people born again and saved. Amen? And there's this girl. I was drawn to the depressed and the despondent. I think the Lord uses me in that area because of the joy of the Lord he's placed in me. Just light them right up. I'll smile at them until they smile back. I will not allow them to leave without smiling. You can't leave this service without smiling. If not, I'm going to get you one day. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Praise God. The joy of the Lord you straight. And I just lit her up. I just smile. And I found her alone on the little bridge in the, at Christmas time, depressed, despondent. And I said, how are you doing? I said, do you live in the area? She said, no, I live in Buena Park. I said, oh. I said, you go to church in Buena Park? She said, no. And I said, well, let me ask you this question. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you died today, where would you go? And that gets people thinking. Jewish woman answered me, Brooklyn. <laughs> They're going to bury me in Brooklyn. That's all they knew. <laughs> That's all she knew. <laughs> that was my favorite response. Another young man smoking a cigarette by our apartment when we lived in Liso Viejo was smoking a cigarette out front. I was like, he's got to go. There's no loitering here around my house. And so I just got back to him from evangelizing, saying the same thing to everyone on the street. And so I asked him, I said, do you live in the area? <laughs> a little more stern because he was in front of our house. He said, no. 
he got scared because the anointing was on me. <laughs> I said, do you go to church anywhere? He said, no. I said, what would you do if you died today? And he ran. <laughs> I found out witnessing can uh, prevent loitering. <laughs> and, and the shopping malls love us. <laughs> just send us into those coffee houses who aren't getting good business. Those people are just sitting there not ordering anything. Hey, we'll get them out. <laughs> I was going to get them saved. He ran away. They said, okay. Move on to the next. Word sown. Amen. He was reached. <laughs> but that girl. I said, if you died today, you know where you go? And she said, heaven. And I said, why? She said, Jesus. She was a Christian. She was just depressed. <laughs> and she wrote in. I gave her my number. I gave her a card. And she wrote in a great testimony. She said, I was battling all week. And I prayed for somebody to come up to me and talk to me. And the Lord sent me. And that was confirmation for her. Cheered her right up. Just having somebody show up at the right time in the right moment. You don't need to say much. You just need to show up. Swift to listen. Slow to speak. Sometimes people just need a comforter. Just a body. And we're that body. Who has his body? The Holy Ghost. The comforter's in you. That will always be part of your ministry of reconciliation. To comfort. To comfort. Many people don't need a word sometimes. They just need comfort. They just need presence. And you carry his presence. And it's a great time to give his presence as a gift at Christmas. Amen. When the world's focused on him, his birth. I love Christmas. How about you? We started early this year. What did we start in June? Christmas in June? <laughs> Kids were asking, Olive was asking, can I put up my little tree? I said, it's June. Oh, it's a little early. <laughs> I said, wait till September. <laughs> it's your birthday. Amen forever. Isn't God so good? Isn't God so rich? <laughs> Thank you all for being a part of us for seven years here. And if you're new, we welcome you. We love you. Praise God forever. We walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You can't grow and develop spiritually without faith. For 2 Thessalonians 1, 3 says, Your faith groweth exceedingly. And Romans 1, 17, He takes us from faith to faith. Can't grow by, but by faith. Sometimes it's hard to love. You gotta love by faith. I love them by faith. Sometimes it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. I'm getting up by faith. We live by faith. I don't have enough money for gas in my car today. We live by faith. I can believe it. You can believe it, amen? You can believe it in. Again, when the Son of Man returns, will you find faith on the earth? Amen. He's looking for faith. So don't put your trust in anything but Him. If your trust is in something, sow it as a seed. Get rid of it. See what God will do for you. If your trust is in your guns, give one away. If your trust is in coffee to wake you up, go a day without it. Switch to tea. <laughs> Try it. If anything has your trust, replace it with God. That's the only thing that's going to last. Amen. If your garage is filled with provisions <laughs> and your trust is there, it's good to be ready, but don't have faith in it. Have your faith in God. Amen. That's going to run out. So that's going to run out, but God never runs out. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. And the last one is you can't come to God without faith. You can't come to God without faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Someone spoke the word to you to draw you close to God for you to seek Him. John Voigt was that case. Jerry Savelle sowed a seed, the word, into his life. And he was drawn to the Father. He says, I'm looking for truth. He said, if you're looking, you won't have to search for long. Those who come to Him must come to Him by faith. 
for Hebrews 11, 6 also says, he who comes to God must first believe that he is. That's scripture. You got to look for him. Didn't you? Were you searching? I know I was. I went through new age. I went everywhere searching for healing. Didn't know it was right here in the kingdom. He who comes to God must first believe. Faith comes by hearing the word. The word has to be sown for you to believe. That he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I know if I'm seeking him in the scriptures, rewards are coming in my direction. And he can outpay man. If I need a job, no, I don't need a job. I need the word of God to direct me to one. We always go here first. This is God. We always go here last. This is Him. We don't go to the world for nothing. If I want to know something, just ask the one who knows everything. What's going to happen tomorrow? And receive. James 1.5, He gives wisdom to all who ask. And we're wrapping up here. I want you to go to Mark 11.22 and we'll wrap up with this, these two passages, on how faith works. How does faith work? And Jesus gave us the quintessential sermon on how faith functions and how faith works. So go with me to Mark 11. Mark 11. I favor Mark. It's my middle name. I like Mark. <laughs> Mark 11. This Bible is different than the one I was studying. Bear with me. <laughs> this is the Ten Commandment version. Giant print. It looks so small on Amazon. <laughs> And I got it. I was like, no wonder the shipping was so much. It weighs 20 pounds. Mark 11. I just want to back up to get this here. On the fig tree. The quintessential message on faith. Anyone find the passage in Mark 11 where, God, where Jesus um, cursed the fig tree before they passed by it? 12. Thank you. Thank you, Douglas. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. That's Jesus. It's okay to be hungry. <laughs> he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. So this was the season for figs. It had leaves. There was supposed to be fruit here. The King James translators did us a great misfortune mistranslating this next passage. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. That's incorrect. It was the season for figs. You don't think Jesus knew? <laughs> that, hey, there should be figs on this tree. Technically, he's the one that created the tree. <laughs> so he was looking for figs to be on this tree that was bearing leaves. In response, he found no fruit on that tree. So in response, Jesus said to it, this is your creator, your savior, your older brother, our commander-in-chief, our healer, our provider, speaking to a tree. <laughs> if you saw me speaking to the tree by myself, would you say I was nuts? <laughs> there goes that pastor again. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help that man. <laughs> well, here he is speaking to the fig tree. Let no one eat fruit from you forever. That's what he did. And skip with me to verse 20. Now in the morning as they had passed by, this is the next day, let's just say he cursed that tree at 3 p.m. The, the previous day. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. This is how deep words go. Sticks and stones can break your bones. Words can never hurt you. <laughs> I'd much rather have my body beaten into subjection and God heal it than have words go deep in my spirit and carry them for my whole life bruised and broken. Words are the most powerful substance on earth. It's how God created everything. And we see here, it's how Jesus cursed something. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So he says here, the fig tree dried up from the roots. His words went straight to the roots of that tree, from the ground up. And they say a root system of a, of a tree is bigger than the tree you see on the surface. The word went straight to the roots. And that fig tree dried up. And Peter remembering, there's Peter, good old-fashioned zealous Peter, <laughs> first to speak. <laughs> and Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look! Exclamation points all over Peter. Rabbi, look! 
Don't you think he knew? <laughs> He's the one that did it. The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, here's the teaching on faith and how faith works. Have faith in God. Literally, use the God kind of faith is more properly translated here. Use the God kind of faith that's in you. For assuredly, say assuredly, I say to you, say me, whoever says, says, this is how faith works, to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart where the real you lives, but believes faith, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Whatever you believe you say comes to pass. How do I know what the next seven years is going to hold? By what I say. You dictate your life. You know, they're in the Depression growing up, I only saw pictures of the Depression, they were black and white. So I just figured there was no color back then. <laughs> you know? Everything I saw was in black and white. I was like, God didn't create color yet. But all the pictures I said, people were depressed. It looked like portrayed poverty was everywhere. And then come to find out years later as I grew, story after story, testimony after testimony, Christian after Christian, we didn't struggle during the Depression. I thought that's what happened to everybody. No. There's always a remnant. There's exempts. We're them who flourished. You know, when the world suffers hard times, that's usually when the church prospers most. Just read the Bible. In the land of famine, Isaac sowed and reaped a hundredfold the same year. Joseph in famine, he was flourishing, wasn't he? In times of famine, that's when you and me flourish most. Then God gets all the credit. So there ain't nothing to fear. But what's going to happen the next seven years? Whatever comes out of your lips is what's going to happen. You set your path. You set up your life with what you say. That's how it's going to be for you. What you believe and what you say. So that's why we feed on the word, because this is truth. This is what I want to happen. How about you? I want this to happen. That's why I believe this and I speak this. It's what we want. So he says, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. Do you believe in the power of your words? This is how faith works. Light be. Light was. Everything we see didn't come from nothing. It came from faith. The substance. The proof. Amen. We live by faith. But believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask or say when you pray, say... Believe that you receive them, and you will have them. It doesn't say tomorrow there, unfortunately. <laughs> it doesn't say in an instant like McDonald's, unfortunately. It doesn't give a time period. That's where faith comes in. To stand until it manifests. To stand until you have it. And every day you come standing, believing God is well pleased. And he's marked you. Because you're living by faith. It's well pleasing to God. Your faith pleases God. Amen. Your faith is growing. If you stand for a year, your faith is growing. If you've stood for something for five years, your faith is grown. You're at the precipice. You're at the peak. Don't quit now. You're stronger than you've ever been. You're there. You've arrived. Just wait. It's coming. It's coming in. Your loved ones are coming in. What you've been praying for is coming to pass. We see it happening in the U.S. Slowly but surely. Take over. Take back. Wave after wave after wave. Focus on the good. Because it's all around you. I woke up this morning. It was so quiet. And I thank God. What a peaceful place I live. It's probably because Clarissa had all the kids. <laughs> thank you, Jesus for a spouse who takes care of the kids. But it was quiet. 
It was peaceful. I just thank God. Thank you for where we live. Thank you for this nation that will never go under because your hand's upon it. Thank you for those in authority. I pray for them and intercede for them that I may lead a quiet and peaceable life as I have thus far. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You start your day with an attitude of gratitude, there's no telling what God's going to do for you. Amen. You know, those are be attitudes, attitudes we should be. <laughs> Praise God forever. And whenever you stand praying, if you, there's the cliff note. Remember those little books in the bookstore, cliff notes? You used to cheat on tests, just read the back of the, read the cliff note. So you didn't have to read the Island of the Blue Dolphins all the way from cover to cover. <laughs> Get the cliff notes. Here's the cliff note. And whenever you stand praying or saying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. Faith won't work in an unforgiving heart. If your faith ain't working, you're probably still in unforgiveness. If you want your faith to work, you got to forgive. And you got to love until the end. And he's already equipped you to do it. Faith worketh by love. If you have anything, say anything, against anyone. That covers everything, right? Anything against anyone. You go home, you write down their name. Not a hit list, a forgiveness list. <laughs> you write down that anything. This is what they did. This is it. You know, if you don't want them back in your life, then don't give it to them face to face. <laughs> Just burn that thing. It's between you and God, not them. This is for you. This is for your faith to work, not theirs. This is between you. This is personal. This is how faith functions, through forgiveness and love. Amen forever. I forgive them. I keep my heart clean. I don't care what they... Oh, it was harsh. I don't care. I wipe it away. Just like you did for me. You forgave me every sin, trespass, and transgression and wiped it away forever. I'll do the same. I forgive with the measure I was forgiven. Those who were forgiven much, love much. You ever met those kind of guys? Those people? I have two pastors. I'm ordained under one of them. Who ran the streets. Ooh, man, they were sinners. <laughs> the chief of sinners, Paul said he was. Those who are forgiven much, love much. And when they're converted, they're loyal. They're so loving. It just gushes out from them. What happened? Well, you should know about my past and how Jesus, what he did for me. Love just oozes out of them. Those who are forgiven much, love much. The greatest lovers I've seen in the church are those who are out there in the world full-time. Those who are forgiven much, love much. Oh, it's just so good. Like little gummy bears. You just poke them, you know, and it just oozes out. The love of God. Pastor Carlos Martinez, Pastor Art Aragon. Just men are chock-filled with love because they lived out there. They were forgiven much. Now they love much. Amen. Praise God forever. Did someone get something from this message? We'll create in, uh, we'll continue in Romans 4. I really wanted to get there, but we're out of time. If you'd like to read Romans 4 on your own, that'd be great. We'll talk about it next week. Our father of the faith, Abraham. It's going to get good. We're going to take it back. Abraham was not the father of the Jews. Not the father of Christians. He's the father of believers. And that's what you've been grafted into. The father of faith father of us all let's pray shall we father we thank you for today we thank you for your word of faith and we the just live by faith and whenever we heard the word on faith faith increases faith rises and we live higher and higher brighter and brighter for the king of kings lord of lords in the kingdom thank you for your bible your manuscript your instructions on earth to us we give you praises for this book that changes our path and direction in lives forever Thank you that someone took time to sow this word into our lives. And now we're born again and saved and are on our way to heaven. Let us do the same. With the same ministry of reconciliation. Sowing the word into the lost. Sowing the word into the dying that they may live. Sowing the word into the crippled that they may walk. To the blind that they may see. To the prisoner that they may be set free. Thank you for this word. The word of the living God that works forever. We give you praises for it. We exalt it above ourselves. 
We walk in it, we walk under its canopy, and we use it. It's first place and final authority in our lives. Any of you agree with that, say amen. 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 Thank you for coming, everyone. Today is our communion Sunday, so we're going to pass out communion elements. It's fitting. It's on our anniversary. Praise God forever. Thank you, everyone, for showing your time. God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So I believe for a 30, 60, 100-fold return to come back to you. Whatever it costs to get here, your time, your money, your effort, I'm standing in agreement that it comes back to you 30, 60, and 100-fold. You can't outgive God. You sow to God, you will reap. Amen forever. Sophie is passing around communion elements. Please take one. The cracker's on the bottom, right? Amen forever. And I always read from Isaiah 53. Just let me know when someone has this memorized so they can just come up here and quote it so I don't have to read it anymore. Praise God forever. Isaiah 53, while we're passing out communion, says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Say me. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. This is Jesus before his father. And as a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness. That's Jesus on the cross. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. Can anyone relate to that? A man of sorrows, literally sicknesses in Hebrew, and acquainted with grief, literally pain in Hebrew. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Yet he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Verse 4, surely. Say surely. Thank you, my love. Surely he has borne our pains. Say surely. He has borne my pains and carried away our sicknesses. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Get that in you. By His stripes, we are healed. That's past, present, and future. Are healed. Are healed. Say, I am healed. By His stripes. See, I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. I, the just, live by faith. Say, it is written. Therefore, I'm healed. By His stripes, we are healed. Amen. So we do this in remembrance of Him. This is His body that was broken for ours. Stripes were laid upon Him for your physical healing and well-being. He took discomfort. He took pain. He took sickness. He took every disease any man will ever name. He took cancer, tuberculosis, tumors, Gross. He took it all for you, so it cannot touch your body. Say, I'm sealed in the blood. I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. And so is my body. He died for my spirit. He died for my soul. He died for my body. I do this in remembrance of Him. And I freely take my healing. Amen. Just thank God for your healing. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. From the top of my head to the soles of our feet, your blood covers us all. We are the body of Christ. Amen. Was Jesus ever sick? No. I can't find one passage that says he ever was. Just follow him. Here's the blood of the New Covenant. He cut blood. Throughout the ages, covenant was always cut at the wrist. To cut covenant with someone, you would slit your wrist, they'd slit their wrist, and then you'd mingle the blood together. And that, that cut covenant. Covenant, the word covenant, actually means to cut. So blood has to be shed for a covenant. Jesus cut a new covenant with us when he shed his blood. Now you're in permanent covenant with God. 
What God has, you have. What God says, you say. Where you go, He goes. Where God goes, you go. You're now one with your Father through the blood of the Son who made sons out of us all and grafted us in to the family of faith. Say, I'm a believer. I believe in the blood. I'm in covenant. He'll never leave me or forsake me. He's with me everywhere I go. I take him with me everywhere I go. I never leave him at home. I'm in covenant forever. Amen. Let's do this in remembrance of him. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We pray in tongues. I thank you for that gift of speaking in new tongues. The gift of the Holy Spirit when he comes in. That he gives to every believer freely for those who ask and welcome him in. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming in fresh this morning to anyone who wants more of heaven, more of you, more power, more wisdom, more wealth, more health. Holy Spirit, come in in a big way to all those who are reaching out now with their arm of faith. We welcome you in. I thank you for a quickening in their steps, a quickening in their promotions, a quickening in their business, a quickening now for you sped up the time. Thank you, Lord, for these years of acceleration, that what we've been believing for is coming to pass swiftly now. What we've stood in faith for for a long period of time has been sped up because the day is approaching. Thank you, Lord, for your miracles of acceleration. We give you praises. Thank you. I receive that. Say, I receive that raise. I receive that promotion. I receive that now in Jesus' name. Say, Jesus has sped up the time for me. It's here now at my door. And I freely receive it. Amen. I expect testimony, signs and wonders. Amen. I fully expect those. Thank you, my love. Bless you. Amen. Well, we like to take up our tithes and offerings. It's good to be able to give. Amen. Father, I just thank you for this time that we can sow into your work down here, your kingdom, your church, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. We are believing for a building this year. It'll be our first building in which dwelleth air conditioning. <laughs> so please agree with me and us on that one, that our building comes that we can house more families. I think we're prepared to take care of the families around here. We just need a building to do it with. Amen. So thank you, Father, for giving us those hearts. And we agree in faith for that building. We call that building in now in Jesus' precious name. And he never asked for us to pay for it. He just asked us to believe for it. So thank you, Father. Be it done unto us according to our faith. And we give you all the praises for doing it and working on our behalf with our faith. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray over this offering today. If you'd like to make out a check, you could do so to Word at the Ranch or Elisha Mark Ministries. Both work online. You could do so at ElishaMarkMinistries.com if you're online and support our work here. We're believing for partners. We're believing to grow. And the Lord has planted us here for such a time as this. Seven years in the making. I believe we have a firm foundation. So thank you, Father, for doing it. I thank you for all our partners, all of our friends. All of those who sow, all of those who reap. Thank you for a 30, 60, 100 fold return. Thank you for increasing them more and more. I give you the praises that we can now give you, Father. Thank you for doing it now. Thank you for opening the windows of heaven as you promised in the book of Malachi to the tither, to the giver. The windows of heaven are opened over them, I declare. And you're pouring out such blessings, there's not room enough to receive them personally. So they must spread them abroad. Thank you for more to give with, more to live with, and more to bless others with. Make them distribution centers of the kingdom. Make them kings upon this earth. 
large wealth come to them now as they release their faith and their seed. I thank you for the harvest, for every seed produces a harvest in the kingdom. Thank you that this is fertile soil, a sexually pure ministry, a financially pure ministry, and a ministry rich in the word of the living God. We give you all the praises that we cannot give you. Direct us to give as you see fit. I say, I reap my harvest. Every seed I sow produces for me. I cannot give God. Thank you, Father, for all you've given me. I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys. Thank you for being with us today. Bless you all. Amen. And thank you for celebrating our anniversary with us online as well. We're at about 300 viewers per week right here on this little phone all throughout the world. So praise God forever. The gospel is getting out. One thing I learned from, from Kenneth Copeland years ago before we began is never try to get people there. Just try to get the word out. Just try to get the word out. I'm not concerned with people coming in. I'm just concerned with the word going out. And praise God, we're trying to use every available resource and voice. So agree with us for a bigger building, for more people to reach with the word. Get the word out to more people. Amen forever. We love you guys. Be being blessed. Clarissa made lunch for us in the back. Amen. And uh, feel free to help yourselves. Thank you for celebrating with us. Arthur, thank you for your faithfulness and your playing. We love you. Your gift. God bless you. All right. That's a wrap. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you.